The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone, and welcome. Just walk through the open door, digitally speaking anyway. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. You know, Terry, what exactly is this light within that we invite everyone to awaken to? Well, that would be our individualized manifestation of God, Mm -hmm. our I Am Presence and our Holy Christ Self. Yep, and we've got, all of us have got this magnificent light within. Yes, we do. Now, aside from the fact that we bring this subject up at least every chance we get, there is a special ulterior motive today. We are probably never closer to God than when we are newly born. And this connection often remains strong throughout early childhood, sometimes even longer. And as newly formed human manifestations of God, our prayers and desires have a special power and a very special partner. Indeed they do. There is a very wonderful and special angel whose role it is to listen to prayers from the hearts of little children, from the newly born, even the unborn. And the prayers from a child's heart will always be heard because their focus and intention are most often for others, for love to abound, hmm. for contact with God to never be lost. Oh, can you imagine such sweetness? I oh, know. These precious prayers of children are so pure and unpretentious. They don't have to awaken to the light within. <laughs> they are already awake. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> but sadly, not everyone who accepted this inner light without question when young remembers it as they have grown to adulthood. How else could anyone even entertain the idea of cutting themselves or others off from the God source within? How is it possible for anyone to discount this light or dismiss it altogether? And let's say it plain. When we say discounted and dismissed, we mean aborted, cut off, terminated. Millions of incoming souls have had their opportunities to express the divine light within cut short. And who hears their calls? Yeah, their cries, you can hear them, I mean, on that etheric level. I know. Today, it is our special joy to introduce you to Listening Angel and his heavenly legions who tune their ears to the prayers of children of all ages. On today's program, we will play the first two parts of a special four-part dictation from Listening Angel that was originally delivered in 1992 but remains as relevant today as it was when first given. Perhaps you have wondered who it is who actually hears and responds to the prayers of our hearts. Yes, we pray to God, and we know he hears us. But is there an intermediary who collects and carries our prayers to the Father? 
Yeah, such as who attends us as at night as we lay sleeping. The masters may look in on us, of course, and for that matter, we may be with them in the etheric retreats for our nightly tutorials <laughs> on cosmic law and soul education. Our I am presence and Holy Christ self are always there for us, too, and our guardian seraph, perhaps even an elemental or two. But always in the mix are angels from listening angels' bands. You know, remember, God created the angels to help us, to bring us comfort and joy, and if we choose, to fill our lives and homes with love. On numerous occasions, we have pointed out that the angels wait to do our bidding. They wait for an invitation to enter our lives and, if it be God's will, answer our prayers. Now, the prayers of little children are the most precious of all, because in their innocence they are closest to God and purest in heart. But all sincere prayer is, un- is answered. Not always in the way we might wish, but always in accordance with God's laws and his divine will. Now, there's, uh, there's something here you might never have considered. You can actually help listening angel answer the prayers and calls of children, particularly of those who may be powerless to help themselves. Incoming souls, no matter how desperately they may wish to be born, need advocates who will stand by them, support them, and guard their precious opportunity for achieving life and ultimately for achieving their ascensions. You see, the souls of children, the newly born and the yet-to-be-born, all pray for love, for opportunity to be God-taught, to learn His will, grow in the light, and be granted the freedom to exercise their dominion and self-mastery as God intended. And this is not a political issue. This is a spiritual issue, pure and simple. You know, in this struggle between life and death, there is no room for compromise. This is simply, this is simply because every soul yearns to be free and have the choice to return home to the heart of God. When this opportunity is denied, the blueprint of a soul is literally aborted. And it is painful to imagine the cries of all those souls who have reached the brink of life only to be turned away. Listening angel hears these cries and tends these scarred and traumatized souls. The legions of angels who listen to our deepest hopes and fears are there to help us reconnect with the souls and with God. We may not know these angels are there, what opportunities they bring for our soul's progress, but every time we express a wish or desire, a hope, aspiration, or intention, whether out loud or within the secret chamber of our heart, we are inviting the intercession of angels who listen. We've said that the prayers of little children are precious, and indeed they are, but the prayers of all children have power, even your own inner child. When we utter a prayer and bolster it with strong thought forms and focused visualization, we begin a process of creation. Now, how many times have we shared the Ascended Master's teachings on our innate power of, as being co-creators with God? Practically every program we broadcast <laughs> includes some mention of this awesome reality. And the point here is this. Be careful of what you pray for. As often as we talk about co-creation with God, we also talk about karma. You do not want to make negative karma by offering negative prayers. A word to the wise should be sufficient. (laughs) Indeed. Now, does this mean that a prayer of negative intent will be fulfilled by one of the listening angels? Absolutely not. These angels will always act in accordance with God's will, which is always good. But there are other angels who are quite happy to aid and abet our negative desires and ill intent. The fallen angels. These forces of darkness, depression, despair, and death are all too happy to oblige any soul willing to squander light in the vain attempt to bring pain, revenge, misfortune, or failure to another. Who do you suppose it is who promotes, supports, justifies, and rationalizes abortion, for example? Uh, These fallen angels are vile and despicable, and oh so smooth in the arguments they make for taking incoming souls out of the picture. This is a very good reason to make one of your daily prayers 
a prayer for clear thinking and discernment. Pray that you will instantly see through the subtleties of the fallen ones and their human servants and never be taken in by their clever arguments. They only seem clever until you rip the veil of illusion away and see clearly what they are really doing. Remember, by their fruits shall ye know them. But enough about these creatures and their human supporters. <laughs> Listening angel is a far more palatable subject. Yeah, goodness is always a much more palatable subject than darkness and evil. And we aren't Pollyannas, though, and we don't mean to blithely dismiss the threats posed to life, light, and freedom by the forces of darkness. No, we aren't, and we don't. But in addition to the comfort <clears throat> to the comfort that listening angel can bring to us as, as we navigate our daily lives, there is also a clear sense of hope, power, and ultimate victory. These angels mean business. They are a potent and ever-present antidote to the negative currents of life. This is why we pray for love, for help and healing, for support, hope, and freedom. We pray for our karma to be balanced. And we pray for others, too, for our brothers and sisters on the path who seek the light, for those who serve the light. And for those who stand in defense of the light and life, wherever they may be. Now, at the outset of today's program, we told you that we would be sharing a very special dictation from Listening Angel. And that's right. We are going to do that. We have arranged this special dictation in four parts. The first part is coming up in just a moment, to be followed by part two in our second segment today. The remaining two parts will be played in our next upcoming live program. So be looking for Listening Angel Part 2. Indeed. Uh, so now, let's hear part one right now, and please pay special attention to the utter sweetness and light that Listening Angel brings to your consciousness. Gently, gently through the night, bands of Listening Angel tend the beds and cribs of children of all ages. And so we come, my legions and I, coming then with a listening ear to the hearts and minds and souls of children and of all people. And what do the children ask when they see beyond the realm of sleep the angels tending their beds? They say, O oh, angels, listening angels, hear our prayer. We pray for father and mother, for their love to one another and to us. We pray for love, O oh, listening angels, feel our house with love. We need love so much since we have left our home of light. O oh, listening angels, whisper into the ears of Daddy and Mommy that love is all we need and all we want. We pray also that we might learn and learn what we must know and know what we have known before but are soon forgetting for we are now upon this lesser shore where the light does not shine so brightly 
And we do not want to forget that realm of light from whence we have come. Oh, teach us, teach us to know, teach us to discern, teach us the basics of life and our lessons, lessons from Sunday school, lessons we are not hearing that our former angel teachers taught us. O listening angels, tell the heart of our Father, Mother, God, that we would fly on wisdom's ray each night to go to the place where we can learn. For we are not learning here what we need to know. O listening angels, teach us then the law of God. Teach us the way in which we must walk. Teach us, O listening angels, and send us by God's own hand teachers who will show us what is that holy will, what is the true way back home, and why we are here and what we are doing in this place which is sometimes made so very, very dark by grown-ups when they, in some thoughtlessness, spread gloom and doom across the face of earth or surround us with so much of this world and the things of this world when we long, in fact, for our heavenly home. O listening angels, hear our prayers this night. We pray for children everywhere who have less than we do and whose families and towns are burdened by war and loss of life. O listening angels, carry our prayers to God this night that he might have mercy upon all his servants and save poor sinners and bring all home in the great convocation of light of our true Lord and Savior, the Cosmic Christ, Jesus, our Lord, Gautama, our Lord, sons and daughters of God, our brothers and sisters. When we return, we will hear part two of the special dictation from Listening Angel. So don't go anywhere. The angels are watching. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. 
Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Children everywhere long for love. They long to be God-taught and to know His will. Listening Angel hears these prayers and hears yours, too. And so you who gather here in Atlanta now have heard the semblance of prayers of children everywhere who long for love to be God-taught and to know his will, such simple longings of children. Some who have no food pray for food, but their souls know enough to also pray for spiritual nourishment. Some who have nothing yet pray for nothing except to help others. The prayers of children as their hearts speak through their souls, after they have left the body to sleep at night, are the most precious of prayers that we hear out of all the earth. Children pray for graces, not for toys. Children remember God, for they are yet small and still can peep through the veil beyond the octaves to their home of light. Children come with a desire to console their parents, fully aware that their parents are burdened by many cares and concerns of the world. Oh, what a blessing it is to nurture these fine sensitivities of children and their sense of being so close to God through angels. I am indeed your listening angel, and I have numberless bands of angels who are listening not only to the prayers, but to the many types of expressions of the people of earth, their frustrations, their angers, their self-pity, their feeling of aloneness in a wide, wide world where there is 
no real depth, and no longer the ability for intimacy in spiritual matters, in communion with God or with another heart. Many people on earth suffer, as you know, and they do not pray. Therefore, we must listen to the expressions of the soul that may not be articulated, for their pain is so great. Listening angels are there when people pass from life in agony and when there is the joyous birth of children. Listening angels are there to comfort souls whose bodies are being aborted, whose missions are being aborted. Oh, we tend these souls with greatest care that they may not be scarred when they must enter once again and perhaps another and another try before someone will receive them instead of closing the door and snuffing out the breath of life. Earth then and her people are also dealing with more karma than they have dealt with in many centuries. If it were possible, and it is indeed possible that this is so, and therefore the weight that people feel in their bodies is a weight of anguish. Some have accommodated themselves and created accommodations with life, and therefore they consider themselves well-balanced, happy, having all that they want of creature comforts. Yet they have lost contact with their souls, many of these, and they do not experience, for they have cut off the faculty of the soul and therefore do not know when the soul feels naked and without anything, when they consider themselves rich and increased with goods and having no wants whatsoever. There are many who cut off not only their own soul, but their own divine spark, their own reason for being. And they cut off the angels and God also. And they are very, very sure that they are right in every position they take, social, economic, political, all of their views are, of course, right. Yes, beloved ones, so sure are so many who ought not to be sure at all, for they have not the real and living contact. So many facades, so many layers, and when you go through them all, do you really find someone who is real? Are you not all searching for reality? Are you not all seeking that which is real? Yes, it is true. All want to feel the tangibility of divine substance, of something, even be it a beautiful pink rose or a lily. 
or any of the multitude of flowers? Do they not bridge the gap from here to there? Are they not some scent of heaven, some presence so rare? Who can fashion a flower but angel devas? And then, of course, the songs of the birds and of children, such as the voice of the young boy you just heard, who came into this world that you might hear the clear voice of an angel, such a young child singing with such majesty. You must know for certain, beloved, of the inner training of these little ones who bring such offerings of love and lay them upon the heart of God. How many lifetimes has that one, a single angel, sung, sung as a voice of heaven heard on earth? How rare are the gifts of God, yet how plentiful, when you do not expect perfection in the human and can rejoice in the heart's offering, even if the offering itself is not perfect. Thus, by the quality of the heart, the wisdom of the heart, and the great love of the heart, does earth sustain a course so many millions of loving hearts, and yet so many other millions of hearts that are bitter, gone sour, no longer an open door for the bird of happiness to fly in and out, no longer an open door for the light of the sun to pass through. The mighty charity Archia of Chamuel does enter this room now with her legions of light. We are all serving on the third ray of divine love and the Holy Spirit and of compassion. Surely this is an hour when you can become the comforter fully, when you can pray to us that we might send your prayers to the heart of the Spirit of the Living God, that you might give comfort to life. How about it, beloved ones? Will you not be the outer listening angel that listens to the cries of children, millions of children, and answers, answers in the confidence that you can set in motion those schools and courses, those opportunities and causes for rejoicing in the hearts of children where they might have rekindled in their beings all that they once knew and knew in many lifetimes of achievement that they might bring to the fore and bring to this civilization yet in this age their mighty talents their contributions of true God solutions to the problems of the times. Oh, there are many talented ones who wait in line knocking at the portals of birth. 
But we say for those who have had the door opened, who have been admitted, we say for them, oh, on behalf of all of their collective prayers, help them, love them, do not allow them to become statistics upon statistics of an educational system that has failed, that is diabolical, that is the betrayal of the inner personhood of every child of God. That personhood has dignity and stature and honor. Recognize the presence of your children. Recognize their presence of mind and of heart and of soul quality as they truly come trailing clouds of glory as they have come from distant worlds and this and prior civilizations to finish what they have begun. Oh, how you know the satisfaction of finishing what you have begun and of sensing that you will complete in this life that which you were sent to do. Ah, indeed, finishing what we were sent to do. Well, up next, our weekly Q&A, and today, once again, we are joined by Reverend Sidney Bennett. Please stay with us. Be visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face, and their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And we are back and very happy to welcome Sidney Bennett to our studio. Hi, Sid. Great to be here. Hi, Sid. Uh, It's always great to have you here. Is there a difference between our guardian angels and the listening angels? Indeed, there is. And in fact, I think if we could probably count the number of different kind of angels there are, we'd be (laughs) going on for a while. And I think this is an example of the magnificence and complexity and, yes, simplicity 
of God's creation. You know, we think things just quote-unquote happen, Mm -hmm. and we don't understand that God has created elementals. He's created angels to bring forth every manifestation of his will throughout the physical cosmos, even as he's created us. So there are many, many angels. There are specialty angels. Whatever your need is, I think there's probably a good guess that there's an (laughs) angel that can take care of it. If you're having surgery, there are special angels that literally assist with surgery and overshadow surgeons. So short answer, yes, there are differences, and we could go far beyond that because there are many, many, many realms of angels. Like uh, searching for auto parts angels maybe or something. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's torch, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. maybe so. You know, we've spoken about the necessity of inviting the assistance of angels uh, that they will not come unbidden. Now, this is a very important thing to understand, isn't it? It's more than important, Terry. It (laughs) is crucial. It is the law of the octaves. And what that states is that God has given us dominion over the earth. And so if we want to make a mess of this planet, which some would argue we have, (laughs) uh, we can certainly do that. But if we want intercession from God, from the ascended masters of the angels, we must ask for it. Because by law, they cannot intercede without the requests and the prayers that we make. And as we've shared so many times on the show before, but it's worth saying again, the angels are camped on the hillsides Mm. waiting to come to our assistance, but they Mm. can't do it until we ask them to do so. Now, are are there ever exceptions to that? Or, I mean, are we perhaps sometimes unaware that we might be asking for the intercession? Well, we are. I mean, we have momentums from previous lifetimes. We have good karma. Mm. There is mercy and grace. We have other people praying for us, even though it may not Mm -hmm. be specifically for us. There might be prayers for children. You know, we don't let a day go by that we don't pray that the the angels go out and help the children. So, yes, there can be that. But, you know, it's not something you want to just get religion on your deathbed, so to speak, or when <laughs> yeah. you're drowning. You know, develop a relationship with the angels, and they will be there ready, willing, and joyous to help mm-hmm. you and your family and those in need. Yep. You know, it is certainly obvious to everyone who listens to us that we believe life, and that's all life, is precious and irreplaceable. That's because each lifetime is another opportunity for our souls to finally make the grade and ascend. So... What happens to the souls who are denied this opportunity? Well, you know, I think we shared it, I don't know it was the last show or the one before, that long-term planning occurs, so to speak, in the evolution of our souls. It's not just one embodiment, but it may be 10 embodiments or 100 embodiments in the future. And we have certain karmas we need to balance, certain dharmas or duties or the will of God for our lives, whatever they may be, an invention or helping someone or a music to be written or so forth, whatever it is, the divine plan for our soul. And one of the parts of that plan is being in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. So it's very simple. If souls cannot be born, they not, cannot fulfill their purpose for being in that lifetime. They cannot balance their karma. They cannot make their ascension. And what is, makes it even more complex is they, the other souls that they need to interact with may not be there as well. And so there's not the mandala, they're not the group that must mm. come together for a certain purpose. So it's a great strategy. And it's not just a matter, well, then come back another lifetime, because first of all, there are so many more souls trying to get an embodiment than there are live births, so to speak, that you have to sort of get in line for it. Oh, and, wow. and, and so, you know, this concept that, well, it doesn't really matter is, <clears throat> is, is a lie. It matters greatly that souls are in the right place and the right time to fulfill what is their divine plan. And the agony that souls feel feel is when that is denied to them. It's like at their point of walking on the stage of life, they are barred from fulfilling their purpose and their mission for being. Wow. You know, you refer to it as a tragedy, and I don't think that's overstating the case at all. You know, um, the our planet is heavily burdened by the collective karma 
of many millions of abortions. Is there anything we can do to mitigate this burden? Absolutely, we can. We can pray. We can decree. Use the science of the spoken word. We can call forth those energies from God that will turn the hearts around of the good people on this planet who have bought the lie. And it is the big lie. I can tell you that. And, you know, of overpopulation or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. or the mother's right. You know, it's not the issue. The issue is a soul's right to be and to fulfill their purposes in God. So we must pray for them. We must pray for the ending of abortion and for the opportunity of souls to come forth. And I want to add here, because I want to do that. If you have had an abortion or have been part of one in the past, know that you can balance that karma. You can still make your ascension in this life, but it's time to turn and defend life. And that is a way not only to balance your own karma, but to open opportunity for others. I know at, uh, during one of the shows we did, and this goes back a little ways, but I remember talking about the fact that um, the body is really a gift from God to house the soul through its opportunity in this particular lifetime to achieve what it came here to do. Right. And people who take over that ownership are usurping the role that God has ordained for that body. It's, it's a loss of perspective and understanding. You know, my parents had four children. Well, if they'd have stopped at two, I wouldn't have been here today. (laughs) You know, so Mm -hmm. you can see there's a purpose and a reason. My mother often said, I knew I was supposed to have four children. Mm -hmm. People aren't listening. They aren't hearing those calls today and and responding to them, unfortunately. Um, Let me ask you this. If the elementals who carry the burden of planetary karma reach the limit of their ability to hold it, what will happen? Well, energy that is misqualified, whether it's through abortion, through war, through the misuse of the energies, through bad music or wrong music or drugs or all these things create such a burden upon the elementals that they must throw it off and they throw it off in several ways. One is this very abhorrent and unusual weather we're having is a result of the misquality of qualification of energy by people. And then ultimately it becomes cataclysm, a massive earthquake, uh, you know, tsunami, whatever it is, the tremendous forces have to be unleashed because it's karmic law. They have to go someplace. When this great burden of misqualifying is created, unless we do something about it, it's going to manifest physically. And the good news is we can do something about it, which, of course, is the violet flame, yeah. which will transmute and repolarize the energies. And also we need to go back to, after the cause and core of whatever is causing it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Well, in that, in that um, sense, then how many I don't know, dedicated souls, let's say, does it take to hold the balance for our burdened planet and, you know, Keep the lights on. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I know the answer to that. I know More God, God does. But I can tell you this. What the Ascended Masters have taught, that someone is living in honor and in the best way they know, according to the Ten Commandments and, and, and being good people, and invoking the light of God and holding it in harmony in their temples, they can hold a balance for 100 million people. One person can do that. Wow. So you can hmm. do the math, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I also look at it this way. We don't know the true spiritual occasion. We know that Lot wanted to spare... Uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, if he could find 10 righteous men. Unfortunately, he couldn't. Mm -hmm. But if he had, then God said he was going to spare the cities. So think of it this way. What if we individually might be the ones that would tip the scale to light on this planet? If we're willing to take a stand for the truth, to invoke the light each day, and to give our hearts to God and our love and our service, and you know, we'll still be doing all the other things we need to do in life, but what if we're the one individual that will tip the scale? We don't want to miss that opportunity. The law of the one. Yeah. Uh, this is a sensitive topic, but why do bad things sometimes happen to little children? There's multiple reasons for that. I think, first of all, unfortunately, there are things that happen on this planet that are not God's will and not the will of the child or the soul. Mm-hmm. Uh, the abuse of children, uh, their mistreatment, 
There may be a karmic vulnerability that that soul has, but none of these things are God's will. So unfortunately, those things do happen. Mm -hmm. The second thing that happens is we've been taught that typically an individual's karma does not return till the age of 12. Up until that, they've got kind of time to repair. But there are souls who see they have so much karma that they ask for a dispensation that they would receive it sooner than age 12. Mm -hmm. So you think it's something terrible, but it's actually something the soul has asked for. And thirdly, there are souls of children that take on world karma. Even It's not their personal karma. They don't have to do it. But they have come specifically to help the planet. And they will take world karma upon them um, as children to help hold the balance because they love so much. Wow. Well, um, you know, this is a big door we're opening here. Uh, But just to be clear, the, the bad things that happen to some children are probably not bad when viewed from the perspective of karmic law. I mean... When is bad not bad? Well, <laughs> it takes an understanding and it takes, you know, respect of love. I know I remember a number of years ago in the South, there was a, a baby born. I think it was a Down syndrome and it may have had other complications. But it was se- obviously severely uh, impacted by these, these things they had. And the parents just wanted to let the child die. And there was a court fight about whether to give sustained life or so forth. Mrs. Prophet gave the teaching at this time. Now you think, well, what kind of a quote unquote called quality life could this soul have? But this soul was an advanced Buddha who chose to embody and bear the sins of the world in their physical form through these medical deficiencies. Wow. And unfortunately, that child was allowed to die. Oh, my God. So you can see that we don't really understand that what's going on. There's genetic testing available now that mothers can get that will say, is my baby going to be perfect? Is this or that? You know, whatever your baby is, it's what God has ordained. Accept it with love. I remember George Will talked about when they had a Down syndrome child, reflecting on it after the 18th birthday of this child. He said it was, he said it was the greatest thing that ever happened to oh. us. We learned the lessons of love. I remember um, at one point I was uh, volunteering with the Special Olympics and um, the the complete lack of pretension in these young children with, you know, with the Down syndrome but other uh, afflictions as well. I was struck by how pure they are. I mean, it was just amazing to me to realize, oh, my gosh, here's a soul that's teaching me that some things are just not important. Well, they're either there to, <laughs> to balance karma and they have chosen to do that yeah. in a very – powerful way, you might add, Mm -hmm. or teach their parents a lesson of love, which they do, (laughs) or they're bearing the the weight of the world. So whatever the reason, they deserve our great love and compassion, and their families do as well, whatever we can do to support them. Oh, indeed. Well, and it occurs to me, too, that so many times they're testing to see how, what the physical properties of these unborn babies are. Mm -hmm. Well, that's only one of the four lower bodies. So what are are the uh, spiritual tests? Right, and what if that soul has to balance the karma as a child in order to make their ascension. Right. And if that child is not given the opportunity of life, then their divine plan is aborted. That's right. Oh, boy. Well, we've got to take a break here, but please don't go away, because when we return, we'll continue our discussion of Listening Angel and the Prayers of Children with Sid Bennett. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. 
Right now, all over the world, Warriors of Light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And once again, we are back for more discussion about angels and karma with Sid Bennett. But really, we're talking about children and life, aren't we? We are indeed. You know, is there anything you want to add about that? You know, there is. I think we're seeing in this nation, you know, I, I read recently the birth rate has dropped below the replacement rate. I heard that too, yeah. And that's truly true, I think, in a lot of Western Europe and some other the, the, the industrialized countries. And I think that's a great tragedy. And because there are so many souls that are trying to embody that have a life emission that may bring forth a cure for cancer or whatever it is that ails society, and they're not given the opportunity. But I want to tell you one story about a couple that chose to adopt a child later in life and one thing that happened about that. And, and this couple didn't have any children but decided late in life that they would adopt a child. And so they've been married over 20 years. They adopt a child, which was an adjustment, I think, for them. Yeah. But anyway, after well, the child was, I don't know, five or six or seven years old, and they were on a car trip. And the mother was sitting in the back seat with the child. And the mother noticed something on the little speck on the back of the left ear of the father, which he couldn't see himself at all. Mm-hmm. You better get that checked out. So he went in, got it checked out, and the dermatologist says, oh, I don't think it's anything, but I'm going to just do a biopsy. They did a biopsy. It was melanoma. Mm-hmm. As we know, melanoma has no cure. And this person was telling the story to someone, and the other person said, you know, if you hadn't adopted that child, your wife wouldn't have been sitting in the back seat, <laughs> and she might not have seen what was on your ear. Oh you know, I mean, that's one little thing, Isn't you know, but the blessings, God is going to bless people that bring forth life. It's going to be easy. It's not easy raising children, but they will bless them, you know, and there's so many young adults that are having dogs instead of children these days because they don't understand the blessings for themselves and the joy that comes and the responsibility to sponsor life. Well, the service to life, but, you know, I'm I'm reminded from your story about something you said back in the first half of the show having to do with how intricate this whole play is that the stage we are entering when we are born has many players, all of whom have to coincide in time and space at precisely the right moment for these things to happen. Well, you could argue potentially that that individual had that karma and perhaps losing his life at that time. But because of the sacrifice 
and the gift to the child, there was a dispensation of mercy. It's a wonderful story. Yeah. Well, we've made the point many times that there is a great deal at stake with each precious life opportunity. Why have so many grown so callous in their disregard for life? Boy, that's a good question. You know, and I think it's been gradual, and, and we've seen the gradual change of values within our society. You know, I noticed something number years ago. Remember these funny videos used to be on TV and where they'd, 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 people would take home videos? Oh, and yeah, America's funny Funniest, yeah. Mm-hmm. What I noticed in there that a lot of times in the funny videos, people were getting hurt, <laughs> and yeah. people were laughing at it. Yeah. And, you know, that's a subtle de- way you develop a callousness to the pain and suffering of others. Oh, yeah. It's diet. It's drugs. It's alcohol. <clears throat> it's this continuing uh, parade of violence and mayhem in the media that desensitizes people to life and the preciousness of life. Why? Well, in, in, in that regard, then, you know, we, we said at the outset of today's program and heard it said again during the dictation that we may choose to help the listening angels. How can we do this? Oh, there are so many ways. First of all, pray for the children. Pray for their help. Pray for their protection. Pray for incoming souls. Pray for the end of abortion on this planet. And then those that are here, do something for them. There's many wonderful organizations you can sponsor a child through. Uh, You know, teach literacy to a child that doesn't know how to read. What a gift. What a practical, loving gift uh, to give for a soul of light. There's so much to do. But find a way to serve children. There are many, many ways out there. But it's not just through our prayers, but physically serve them because their needs are great and they can't do those things for themselves. I have one more quick story. I got to sure, go for it. This is, this is another adoption story yeah. about a couple that we knew when we lived in Reno, Nevada. They adopted a little girl from South America. And the little girl, I think at age five or six, developed some kind of ailment and passed away. You can imagine how devastated they were. Oh, yeah. What they decided to do was they sold their business and moved their whole family to the country where this girl came from South America and set up and a place for homeless children. Oh, my. Oh. So that, you look at that, the result of that love of that one child and how many benefited from it. Wow. So that, that, is, that is opportunity to serve life. Well, you know, I think, Sid, that you may be too humble to bring this up yourself and hope I don't embarrass you by bringing it up for you. You are the parent of an adopted daughter. Indeed. And uh, I know that that probably meant uh, making many decisions in your life because I think that you were uh, not a spring chicken when you had this child. (laughs) You want to maybe share a little bit of that with us? Well, again, it's the joy of giving, you know, and People my age are playing golf instead of playing Foursquare, which I do quite frequently. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> but, you know, every soul is so What's precious. What's your handicap in Foursquare? <laughs> and you can, you know, you, you can pray for these souls to come to you, whether you're having them physically or through adoption or whatever, that you can bring souls that will bring service life. First, you've mm-hmm. got to bring the children forth that you have karma with yeah. and work with them. But this is why big families are so wonderful. You know, the masters do sponsor big families. As many children as you can love and care for, you should consider having because you don't know as you get through the karmic children, so to speak. <laughs> I'm not saying that's negative, but I mean you right. will get some great souls that are born uh, in bigger families. And so it is a joy. And you will be blessed beyond measure for your service to any child. Oh, yes. And you usually have your, first, your most karmic child first, I think, don't you? Right. Yeah. That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank well, you. Well, you know, as we focus uh, on the prayers of children, we should not forget our own inner child. We're never too old. For our own one-on-one with listening angel, are we? No. Your (laughs) inner child is your soul. Your soul is childlike. Your soul needs love. It needs nurturing. It needs comfort. 
There are many people whose souls are in agony because they have no contact with, their, with their, the being that inhabits their body, so to speak. Mm-hmm. They so seal themselves off um, through whether it's, again, through what they're doing in the world, through their callousness, through drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. They're mm-hmm. so insensitive and, and their souls are in pain. Take the time to send love to your inner child, to listen to your inner child as the listening angel listens to your soul and give that soul love. It will bring you peace. And it will bring your inner child great peace. It's mm-hmm. in, you know we're all tough guys. We don't do that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong, <laughs> you know. Wrong, wrong, wrong. You know. <laughs> d- d- you know. Real men nurture their inner child because it's who we are. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, as it says in the Bible, we are uh, unless we become as little children, Absolutely. we might not be easily entered in the kingdom of heaven. In other words, it's we're never too old to be young. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, you know, in the dictation, Listening Angel says that children pray for graces, not toys. I think this is very interesting. Children come with a desire to console their parents, fully aware that they are burdened by many cares and concerns of the world. That's such a sweet idea, that, you know, that we are, that as, as we are praying for our children, they are also praying for us. <laughs> well, it's, it's the humility, you oh, know, and the love. And I know early on, I was, my daughter, when she was quite young, we were teaching how to pray. I noticed she used to pray for the ascended masters. And I thought, well, they're ascended. They don't need prayers, you know. But, I mean, that was, that was the way I thought. Yeah. But the child didn't see it that way. And we know, yes, they're ascended, but they need light so they can help others too. So wow. it's, it's that, that great simplicity and humility and purity that is so sweet. You know, yeah. This is a, um, somewhat of a side topic, but you bring it up. Uh, when you, uh, we talk about the fact that karma can still be transmuted from the etheric realm that even when we're ascended we may have some karma left that's right your your daughter recognized that perhaps there are some ascended masters who might use a bit of a boost that's, that's a really good point <laughs> yeah, yeah. well happiness i mean this is a probably a pretty broad point to make and an obvious one too but happiness is a lot more than simply enjoying the creature comforts of life indeed happiness comes from god and serving others <laughs> nothing else can bring true happiness yeah. not all the foibles and the toys and the things of this world. So until we recognize that and understand it, we're not going to be truly happy. Uh, Going back a moment, Sid, to an earlier topic, that being the weight of world karma, some people can actually feel this weight in their bodies as a weight of anguish, can't they? You know, there is, we do carry a weight upon us, just as the elementals carry a weight of disqualified energy, we carry our own. But the light bearers also carry the weight of the world to help hold the balance. And that's why giving the violet flame is so crucial every day. This isn't even your karma, and yet you are bearing it, you know, to help, quote-unquote, hold things together, so Mm -hmm. to speak. Well, you can be lighter and feel better by invoking the violet flame that will transmute not only your personal karma for that day, but the weight that the good Lord has asked you to bear as well on behalf of others. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Boy, we're moving close to the end of our segment here. And I I had this question I wanted to ask you before. Listening angel and all of the other angels serve on the third ray of divine love. What does that mean? Well, you know, again, going back to your first question, Mm -hmm. there are many different kinds of angels. We know there are seven basic rays. Uh, The Lord of the Seven Rays is a great book, Lords of the Seven Rays, if you want to understand that. And love is one of those. You know, there's power, there's healing, there's science, there's ministration and service. So you can see what great love it takes to answer the prayers of children. Yeah. Well, I think that to cap today's program, I'd like to go back to a final few lines of the second dictation excerpt we heard. Listening Angel says, recognize the presence of your children. Recognize their presence of mind and of heart and of soul quality as they come trailing clouds of glory. 
as they have come from distant worlds and this and prior civilizations to finish what they have begun. <laughs> this is why we're all here, isn't it? To finally finish what we have begun. To go home once and for all to God. Oh, We've been yeah. strangers in a strange land for far too long. Mm-hmm. Hear the cries of the child. Hear the cry of your souls that said, please turn back to God. Begin the journey home. We've been, we've been marooned here far too long. And unless we choose life, we're going to be here more and more for a much greater time in the future. So let's go home and let's begin now. Yes. Well, well, I think on that note, uh, another hour has vanished. Once again, it just goes by in a blur. <laughs> Thank you, Sid, for being here today. Um, I feel in some respects we've just scratched the surface. But fortunately, we have part two coming up at some point. So please be looking for that, people, if you want to. Here, Listen to Angel Part 2. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And we want to thank all of you out there for joining us, too. If you have any questions or concerns, simply send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org, and we'll do our best to answer you promptly. Yes, we will. And in the meantime, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out Out of of this this world. world. God bless and keep you in his heart forever. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week. (laughs) 